Hey, this is the order section of the Molt Method program. And today in this section, we are going to practice establishing order in our world. And the way we are going to do this is to start with that um, to-do list that probably um, has things written in the margin. I know if you're anything like me, um, you write a to-do list and it immediately is longer than a page and you've written it now and it's, um, it's uh, unwieldy. And so we're going to work to reprioritize the things that actually belong on that list so that we get the list down to a manageable number of things that really are a priority. Okay, so we are going to categorize our to-do list. So the first thing you do need to do is just sit down. If you've got a to-do list that's already hanging around, take that out. It may have even collected dust because you've given up on, uh, on working with it. If that's the case, you know, uh, pull it out, blow the dust off of it. You're going to want to add a bunch of things and and maybe you can cross some things off that actually have gotten done. But we're going to create a to-do list that um, that is pretty comprehensive, as comprehensive as we can make it. And then you're going to categorize that list into three columns and you can do this in a number of ways. If you've already gotten the list kind of written up and you've got room at the right, you can just kind of make three columns. You could um, you could do, you know, use um, a letter or a color. You can highlight in different colors. You can use a letter to represent the three different types of things on your to-do list. You know, this is a free flowing exercise here. You can do it in a whatever way works for you. But you want to um, highlight the things that you are doing. So the things that are on your to-do list that you're actually working on. Um, I will admit that in many cases, there are things on my to-do list that I'm not working on. and. So um, so the things I'm actually working on aren't even on my to-do list. And then you've got things that you should be doing. So this tends to be a lot of what's on our to-do list. So we know we really need to be doing the thing, but we're not doing the thing because we're doing whatever it is we're doing. And so, um, so if we really know that we should be doing that, we're going to um, somehow... Um, put some indication that that's a thing we should be doing. And then here's the most important piece. What do you want to be doing? So a lot of times we're guilty of not even really putting the things we want to be doing on the to-do list because we think there's not enough time to even do what I should be doing. So much less um, trying to make time for what I want to be doing. But I really encourage you, if you don't have much of what you want to be doing on this list, unless it's pretty much covered with what you should be doing, if you've been doing these kinds of exercises for a long time, then you may have over time 
figured out what you really want to be doing. And that is part of what you know you should be doing. But for a lot of us, it's not. So, um, so again, what you are doing needs to go on the to-do list because if you're if it's consuming your energy, taking your time, it needs to go on the to-do list. We need to be able to tick it off. And then what you should be doing and what you want to be doing. And then once we've got that ready to go, then we're going to look at these periods of time. We're going to look at one week, two months, and three years. And we're going to be realistic and say, what is realistic to work on in the next week? And it, the rubber meets the road right there, because when you start thinking about everything that you've got to do, then it's pretty easy to accept that there's no way you're going to be able to work on that in the next week. So now you move to two months. So these are the things that really do need to get done, but we realize that it's kind of a project and we're going to have to um, carve out time in chunks over a period of time. Which things on your to-do list, either that you want to be doing or you should be doing, and I challenge you to think of your wants as things you should be doing because they are what breathes life into you. And, um, and um, in many cases are um, things that require us to work in what's known in as your zone of genius. So um, Gay Hendricks wrote a book called Big Leap and he talks about the zone of genius. And so when we think about our zone of genius and what we just really enjoy doing and we're really good at, those tend to be the things that we want to be doing and we don't make enough time for that in our world. So um, so in the next two months, I realize in the next week, we may have to just you know pick the low-hanging fruit and deal with what we know needs to get done. But then in the next two months, what are we going to choose off of that want to be doing or should be doing list? And how are we going to work that through our system of getting things done? And then if we know in, that it's not realistic to deal with that thing in the next couple of months, then let's accept that it could potentially take years to get this done. And let's go ahead and move it off the one week and couple of months list and move it on to more of a long-term, I have to accept that it's going to take a while for me to work that into the system. And then the way we manage this on an ongoing basis is we go back to it fairly regularly and we say, is there anything off that few years list that I really want and am ready to move to the should be doing list? And I'm willing to um, move some things around in what I am doing so that I can squeeze more of what I should be doing into my day and um, week and and um, month. So, so this is how we can take a to-do list and actually make sense of it and um, make it work for us. 
Um, the whole idea with a to-do list is that it helps us establish order in our world and that we become masters of our time so that we have control over how our time is being spent. And if we don't have control over it, at least we're in reality about that. Um, when we are in resistance or pretending that it's not happening, um, that creates stress and creates these open loops. And we're constantly on sympathetic overdrive. And, um, and that is compounding the problem. So um, hope you will keep this exercise handy. We put it in a separate lesson on purpose so that you can go back to it when you need it. But this is a great exercise anytime you're feeling overwhelmed and you have um, too many things on your to-do list, too much to do, go back to this little exercise and see what um, bubbles up for you.